Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. The minute I heard that William uh, Nylander had signed this big deal, I thought, oh, crap, now we got to talk hockey. I'd rather talk... <laughs> I'd rather talk hemorrhoid treatment than I would about a hockey player and his new contract. But it's a big deal because it's Toronto and he's a Toronto Maple Leaf and it's a lot of dough. Well, and it's a long commitment, right? Eight years more means he will play you know, the most significant moments of his career, if not all of them, in a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. Um, and, and for a guy who... You know, is making seven million dollars this year, and when he signed that deal, uh, people were upset. They thought, you know, that was way too much money for William Nylander. It turned out that, that was a fantastic contract because this year at seven million, he's one of the best players per dollar that you'll find in the in the high end of the NHL. I tend to believe too he's playing so well because he needed this new contract cuz here's another fun fact about William Nylander in all sports figures. He will absolutely disappear for the next 7 years. <laughs> the hope the hope is that he doesn't. Um you know, it it is an interesting strategy by the Toronto Maple Leafs. All eyes were on them. What do you do with a, a pending free agent like William Nylander when you've got money wrapped up and 13 million in Austin Matthews and 11 million in John Tavares, 10 million or almost 11 in, in Mitch Marner? Uh, what do you do with William Nylander? Can you afford to keep him? Well, the good news is the cap uh, for the Leafs at least is going up next year. So a lot of that will be wrapped up in it, but. We've seen this strategy work for other teams of having, you know, a couple of superstars that you pay highly and then filter in the rest from there. The only difference is a guy like Sidney Crosby, who was the mainstay, of course, in Pittsburgh, took a cut. He, he, he makes 8.7. He wanted 8.7 for 10 years, works up to 87 million. His number is 87. It, it, that's what he wants. When he likely to sign another deal, it'll probably be a two-year deal for $8.7 million. He'll take a pay cut because he wants to be surrounded by good. Um, for the Leafs, this strategy of having the bulk of your salary crap wrapped up into four forwards, and I guess one defenseman in Morgan Riley who makes $7.5 million, you know, will it work? It means plugging in a lot of pieces. Mm. Um like, for instance, you know, the Leafs right now are committed to spending over $65 million next year, but they still need 10 more players on their roster. <laughs> that's, that's, there are 10 holes on the roster still to be filled, and they've already spent $65 million. Well, they'll all be making minimum wage. But that's it, right? Can you, can you sustain this by having superstars making that mm. and the rest making minimum wage. For example, on the flip side of things, right now the number one team in the NHL is the Winnipeg Jets. Their highest paid player, Kyle Connor, makes $7 million. Um, you but could they, buy Winnipeg the entire city. Pretty much. Their goaltender... Uh, is going to be their highest paid soon in Connor Hellebuck and, and they signed him to a long-term deal making $8 million. Nobody makes over $10 million on that team. Hmm. But you surround them with pieces that make one or two million rather than the league minimum guys. And so it's, it's, it's a, it's certainly a strategy. Uh, the problem is, is that you're, you're, you're leaving some holes on defense and in goaltending. And you're not spending money there. You have, don't have money committed to that, and you don't have a lot of money to co- left to commit to it. 
No more dippity do for you, Willie Nylander. Now, it's going to Vidal Sassoon from now on. Now, back to the more important conversation. I believe a suppository for a hemorrhoid works much better. What? I, I said at the beginning of the conversation, oh, okay. I'd rather talk about right. hemorrhoid treatment yes. okay. than I would about hockey. Sure. So I'm just suggesting if you're dealing with the hemorrhoids, and this is more relevant to almost everybody in the city, because <laughs> none of us are making Willie Nylander money, but many of us suffer from the hemorrhoid. So let's get to the main topic, what the would focus you, of today's what conversation. What would you do with Willie Nylander money? $11.5 million. You're basically a million dollars a month. Yeah. It's it's insane. I'm sure he's going to complain about property taxes like the rest. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I guess I compare it. You know, it's I guess it's all apples and oranges, right? So I, I'm rereading um, uh, Matthew Perry's book, which is really weird to reread after he's dead. Yeah, no doubt. You know, it was just a different vibe reading it because he had come through all this addiction. But when he talks about how every member of Friends was making, in the end, $1.1 million per episode. They were doing 26 episodes a season. So you go, okay, well, there's like close to uh, $30 million a year for 26 weeks worth of work. Mm -hmm. Like a half a year, give or take. Yeah. The Toronto Maple Leafs play... A lot more hockey than Matthew Perry would have been acting. There's a lot more stress to the, you know, keeping up your your game. And so I guess at the end of the day, when you're trying to compare, you know, and again, you can't. It's apples to oranges. I guess he's worth that money. I mean, they're not stupid people at Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. You're not going to get somebody great for twenty-two five a year. No. And, well, and it, here's the difference, and and it happens in every line of work, mm. basically, like this. Private companies is that if you don't pay him that, someone else will. Mm-hmm. So you will lose him to another team who will make right. that. Part of the significance of the of him staying in Toronto, you got to remember, is the taxes. And, and this is a real conversation for athletes and for sports business is that he could go to Tampa or to Florida and make eight million, ten million dollars, and there's no state tax. Right. So he keeps it. And it's a significant and you're, you know, well, it's not the U.S. Canadian thing, but it's, it's more the fact that they pay less in taxes in a lot of those states. We must have, for the uh, one percenters in this country, we must have some loopholes for them as well to oh, they, retrieve well, a lot of that back. They well, not a lot of it, but they find they find their loopholes and they invest well and they have other you know they have accountants in these people. They're not using he's not using TurboTax to no. come up with what he's doing. And if and <laughs> come, if I come April first, and if I was ever around Willie Styles and I heard him complain <laughs> about paying taxes, I'd punch Punch him in his stupid little face. Back to hemorrhoids. I find the suppository better than the oral pill. Yesterday, we learned about the new voice-activated bidet that works with Alexa and Google Home being unveiled at the uh, CES, the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. And this is always a big deal. Alexa, wash my arse. That's right. Yes. And she will. She'll take good care of you. Well, there's some other interesting stuff being presented. LG has a new see-through TV. It's called the O 
L-E-D-T. The T stands for transparent. Okay. When it's off, you can see right through it. They claim getting rid of that big black rectangle makes the whole room feel bigger. Wow. See, a lot of times they, they, you get TVs on walls that look like a piece of artwork yes. when they're not being used. Yes. I find that quite neat. My uh, Our TV now, I guess, with the, the new setup through, uh, through our cable subscriber... Mm-hmm. Um, when the TV goes into like sleep mode, it, it'll just rotate through pictures. Oh, okay. Of uh, things, right? Yeah. Now the only problem with the see-through TV, the OLED T, is that wouldn't you then see all your wires <laughs> hanging behind the TV? <laughs> this is true. Here's, <laughs> it just looks like a mount. Yeah, I hide a lot behind my TV. Um, there's a brand new stove or oven that they say is as fast as a microwave this is being presented at this uh, Consumer Electronics Show. They claim it doesn't give chicken or other meat that rubbery texture like a microwave. You can also bake in it and supposedly make a cake in under four minutes. Wow. Okay, that's super fast. Otherwise, they're going to say it sounds like an air fryer. I guess so. Because those things are incredible. Yeah. Is it the convection ones that get really hot fast? Convection, uh, yeah, it, it spins to help make the air uh, circulate while it's going. But there's also, and maybe I'm using the wrong word, but there's the stove top that is, conv- is it convection? or Again, maybe I'm saying the wrong word. But uh, I know I have family who have this thing, and you have to go out and buy all new pots and pans because you can't oh. use regular stuff on these stovetops. No, no, no. That, that's that's a whole separate thing. That's uh, conduction. Conduction. Right. That's the one. That's, that's separate. That's just heating without the element getting hot. Oh, is that what that yeah, is? Yeah, so you can literally put your hand down on the burner and uh, and it won't burn your hand. Really? But when a certain metal of pot is on it, it will still heat up. Huh. Go figure. Yeah, good for older people if you know someone. Sure. Uh, that, you know, yeah. You're worried about someone at risk, yeah. Uh, and a couple of brothers uh, from Switzerland came up with a new cat door called the Flappy. <laughs> it prevents cats from d- bringing dead mice inside. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the cats like to present you with their dead prey because yes. they're they're very proud of their accomplishment. I'm intrigued as to how it does that. It's outfitted uh, with AI, of course, that uh. can detect a dead animal in your cat's mouth and not let them in until they drop it. Right. So this is the flampy available. I've seen a couple of people post a picture of themselves. I guess there's some app right now that'll use AI, and you it'll take your picture, and you can say, "Hey, uh, you know, AI generate uh, like a business portfolio picture hmm. of myself," and it'll put you know your picture on top of like a suit model's body and it like the, mm-hmm. the picture that comes out of it looks really flipping good like it's it looks like a professional headshot we're in a lot of trouble oh yeah yeah a lot of people will be faking their way through life with that kind of stuff i would think if you've ever owned a cat we had uh, two when we were first married riff and raff we wanted to get a dog and name him ruckus but never got around to that mm. But uh, when we were living up in Caledon, we'd have the uh, the front door open in the summertime, just the screen, and you would hear these little squeaks, and you'd be like, what is going on out there? And then you'd go out, and the two cats would be flipping a mouse between the two of them, <laughs> and that would be the mouse squealing for his life. And then uh, you'd get up in the morning, and there'd be the dead-end trails all down the uh, the pathway from oh, the Oh, lovely. Door. Yeah. Cats are, I mean... They're good for that kind of thing, especially if you live in the country. Mm. They are really good for keeping the rodents away. Just careful where you let them lick. Yeah. 
Well, they'll plus they'll eat your face if True. you happen to pass out on the floor and have some kind of grand mal seizure. When you come to, you'll be missing your nose. What are some things that people do that are super disrespectful in everyday life? People on social media were talking about the everyday things that people do to those around them that are disrespectful. One of them, top of the list, abandoning stuff in a store in the wrong place or shelf. If you're too lazy to return it where you mm. got it from, then just hand it to the cashier at the checkout. I I have stumbled upon all sorts of things in odd spots of the grocery store. Chicken breasts sitting beside the cookies. Right. Well, that's where it's really wrong, too. Like, if it's something that needs to be refrigerated... Right. It's going to go bad. Yeah. <laughs> I guess in, in, in the instance, it's just, uh, you know, assuming that it's someone else's job to do this, right? And whether or not it is or not, it is not their job to go searching through the aisles to find what gems you've hidden there. Well, you know, and there, in some grocery stores, like the one I, I go to, they have a whole cheese display right in the produce section as you walk into the store but then they've got all their regular like craft and black diamond cheese at the other end of the store with the milks and right. the dairy and so sometimes you'll say oh i need some mozzarella and you'll go into the specialty cheese area and you'll find a usually a little more expensive mozzarella but supposedly i guess a better grade of mozzarella and you'll pick that up and then you'll go oh, i'm just gonna go see price wise what the black diamond is because this is like eight bucks and mm-hmm. you know anyhow I have been guilty of getting down to the dairy section uh, with the cheese, the black diamond, and I've had the uh, nicer cheese, and I've gone, well, I'll just leave this cheese here in this cooler. Oh, you're a perpetrator of this. Well, yeah, but I think I'm putting cheese for cheese. Yeah, but it's still not in the right section. You're still no, just saying, true. you know, that's someone else's job to walk this back to the other side of the store. I'm no saint. <laughs> I- <laughs> but I, so I will, I will combine similar food items with food items. And then of course there's the infamous prime rib incident where you ordered a rack and then decided, that's eh, a little more than you expected to pay. $75 for a hunk of meat on a Tuesday. Are you insane? But at least again, I put it back in the red meat section. Right. I didn't drop it off by the deodorant aisle. <laughs> it's deodorant. It smells like rotting beef. <laughs> And do you ever buy your um, shampoos and deodorant and toothpaste at the grocery store? I always feel weird about doing that. Why? I don't know. I always end up at Shoppers Drug Mart doing it because I need my pills. Right. <laughs> so I'm always picking up the shampoo and other stuff uh, while I'm there. I mean, I will, but I don't know. It just seems weird to have toothpaste beside my cauliflower. Gotcha. Anyhow. Uh, other things uh, that are super disrespectful. Parents who let their kids run amok in public spaces and don't do anything when a kid makes a nuisance of themselves. Well, I, I, I agree. But you do have to temper yourself as to where you are. Like if you're eating the keg and there's kids running around, then mm. yeah, no, that's not the right place for it. If you're in Chuck E. Cheese and complaining <laughs> that there's kids running around, then maybe you're the problem. Right. The excuse of their just being a kid translates to bad parenting. Mm. Uh, neighbors who don't respect the quiet hours. Uh, remember your Karen Fonley. Oh, man. Where it's, is she? I don't know. I'm not looking. <laughs> <laughs> but she's been long gone. And it's almost it's almost the reverse now. Like, it is so quiet. There's someone living there, but I've never seen them. Ooh. And, it, and it, it's almost, it's a bit of a mind game because now... We're the loud ones. <laughs> like, we let the dog out and it barks. We're like, oh, shut up. And there's, we're going to be the annoying neighbor now. 
I don't want to be that quiet. I didn't want Karen and her screaming at all hours of the night. Yeah. But I also don't want silence back there because then I'm now I'm self-conscious about it. <laughs> it is a little weird with neighbors. Like at my house, because we're on a corner lot, our bedroom window looks out over the backyard, but right into the kind of kitchen window, I think it's their kitchen window, of the house behind me. Right. And so after I've had like my nap, I'll uh, get up at the Pull up the blinds in our bedroom. I kind of, I got to get up on the bed because the little thingy to pull them up is broken. So you got to like hand crank it up. Gotcha. And so I've gone down for my nap and just my like, uh, my, uh, either my boxers or like sleeping pants, but I got no shirt on. Oh, so now I'm like, treat. I'm rolling this thing up and occasionally I swear I've made eye contact <laughs> with the woman because it's two in the afternoon, you know. She's pulling the blinds down every afternoon. That's right. I'm creeping her out, I think. Um, drivers who just hang out in the left lane driving slowly. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, of course, like on the 401, you can't be in that left lane doing 100 or 110. Well, it's a passing lane. It is Anytime a Anytime there's lane. more than one lane available, the left one is the passing lane. Yeah. But then the opposite, because this this is, uh, I, I find disrespectful, and this shows up on the list as well. People who tailgate. When you're driving at or above the speed limit. Now, again, the 401, 100%, you are correct. You shouldn't be in that left lane. You should move over. It is a passing lane. What does drive me crazy is if I'm driving on a two-lane road that's 60 kilometers or 50 kilometers an hour, and I'm doing the speed limit or more than the speed limit, which is usually the case by 10 or 15 kilometers, and someone is right up on my arse. That's disrespectful. You move over. Why? If you, if you gotta get somewhere so quickly. I'm following the, I'm following the rules. Yeah, but if that's the bomb by me going around. That me. definition, that the, the same thing happens when people are hugging the left lane in the 401. They think the same thing. I'm doing the speed limit. I'm not the problem. But anytime there are more than one lane available, the left one is a passing lane. You are, are supposed to stick to the right and pass in the left. You're just wrong. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> because because invariably what's going to happen is you're going to get two cars going 62 kilometers an hour. Wrong. And then you can't get by. And you wrong. will be cursing both of them. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm not wrong about. Uh, not flushing the toilet in a public restroom. Or those of you who use your foot. Lucky yeah. to flush the toilet. I'm a foot flusher because I assume ignorant. the guy before me has been a foot flusher. That's just ignorant. And almost everybody's a foot flusher. Not me. Well, I just don't flush. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> oh, there's way too many of those. I just wear a diaper everywhere. <laughs> uh, people who park in designated spaces that uh, designated spaces that don't pertain to them. Right. Of yeah. course. Well, handicap first and foremost, and yeah. why there's some significant fines. But also, there's people stretching the limit of that family spot. Too. Mm, right. You know, when your teenagers are jumping out, it's not exactly how it's designed. Certainly since COVID, people who cough or sneeze in public and don't cover their mouth or people who spit in public as they're walking down a sidewalk. That is, it is truly gross. Oh, yeah. Seeing someone hawk a big loogie. Well, and, and like, you know, pull it in, like to empty their nostrils oh. out yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and to be honest, the flicking of the cigarette butt. It's, it it yep. goes back to the first thing we talked about with the grocery store. It's just assuming someone else is going to pick that up, making it into someone else's problem. And, and the look. dog poop, too. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm putting up a fortified fence around my, that boulevard in front of my house soon. If you ignorance, <laughs> don't keep cleaning up after your dog. Uh, listen, if you're too old to bend over to pick up the poop, you're too old to own a dog. True.
And, uh, and finally, people who stop in the middle of a, a busy area, be it an airport or a mall, to look down at their phone or have a conversation with other people and block a lane. Mm. You know, and those who keep walking and looking down at their phone, I have literally stopped, depending on who the person is. Like if the guy is 6'7", 240, <laughs> I'll move around him. But if it's some dopey teenager who's all of 110 pounds and 5'6", right. I will stop and let them bang right into me. <laughs> Head up, moron. <laughs> Happy birthday to Jimmy Page. He's 80 today. Little salute to the man and his magic. Zeppelin releasing a new song, Stairlift to Heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Works even when the power goes out. You know, he he was, uh, again, you know, from a different time. And with social media and YouTube, you can see all your favorite celebrities doing all sorts of different stuff all the time, 24-7. But back in his period, you really didn't get anything like you only got to see a band like led zeppelin when they rolled into your town there was no concert footage online there was nothing happening on television so there was this mystery around him right there was there was all the satanic stuff that he had made a deal with the devil and all of that and you'd hear about how he played his guitar with a violin bow and it was just all so mysterious Mm. you know just a, a a different time but uh by the way friday night uh, Lee Eckley at 11 o'clock, the Friday night full album experience. Um, Led Zeppelin, Zeppelin 1 oh, cool. will be featured this week because it's uh, it was released January 12th of 1969. There you go. 6.23. Your pal is Craig and That's Lucky. 10 o'clock on Friday, sorry. Yeah. Is it 10? Yeah. Oh, I'm long since loaded and asleep. Uh, true. <laughs> a uh, coffee shop has made the news after a couple held a pop-up wedding uh, in the coffee shop and didn't ask permission. That's, oh. That's ballsy. Yeah, very much so. They showed up with 20 to 30 guests, didn't say anything, just started the ceremony in one corner of the store. <laughs> the owners weren't wild about it because it made it harder for them and their customers to place orders. There was an officiant. There was a photographer. They told a barista to wait five minutes when they asked them to stop blocking the door. Really? The owner said they didn't stop it because if footage of them interrupting a wedding went viral, the Internet might cancel them. Gotcha. Yeah, so people take uh, control. They take over. They posted a video after initially deciding not to. They didn't want to shame the couple online, but eventually opted to post the footage after the bride and groom refused to admit they had done anything wrong. The coffee shop does host private events, but they normally charge a $500 fee. Once the bride was shamed for it, she offered them 200 bucks, but when they asked for the full amount, she called it unreasonable. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. 
Holy cow. You just storm in and take over a private business. Right. Like the... We're paying, I guess they bought a coffee. I would hope they at least bought a coffee. My mommy and daddy said I'm everything. Right. I get what I want. <laughs> now people are online debating whether a sudden pop-up wedding like this is a real big deal. Well, it is a big deal when you are inconveniencing a business. Yeah. You want to go just, just go to a park, have a pop-up wedding in a park? That's fine. Well, as soon as you're inconveniencing other people. Yeah. Because even if you do it in the park, we'll bring 30 people. If you're making a mess, if they're throwing confetti and you leave it there. Right. Then that's an issue. Right. There's a reason there are permits for this and there are fees for that. And and we all understand it's annoying the second you say that you're having a wedding, the fees go up for mm. things. But guess what? That's the price of doing business. Do the right thing. Just don't get married. Right. That's the, the way to go. Jimmy Kimmel was not happy, and rightfully so, with uh, Aaron Rodgers after Aaron Rodgers was on some sports uh, podcast or discussion on ESPN, and he basically said that he believed Jimmy Kimmel's name would be on the list of people who had been to Jeffrey Epstein's island and that he associated with Epstein, and then basically saying, without saying, that he believes Jimmy Kimmel is a pedophile. And so, you know, Jimmy Kimmel is a, a father and a husband, and right away he uh, he attacked back, saying, "Listen, how dare you? We'll settle this in court." Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you've you've now put my family's life in danger because we see how the far right reacts to things, and uh, and you know we've seen senators and other people in the U.S. get attacked. Uh, when it was believed the far right to uh, believe somebody on the far left was doing something wrong, so their answer was to go after them with hammers and and so on and so forth. It's, it's happened a, a few times, and uh, so Kimmel, rightfully so, uh, very upset. But he finally got back up uh, on the air and uh, turned a lot of his anger into humor and uh, took some great shots at Aaron Rodgers. He went off for about fourteen minutes on the top. Wow! But uh, here's just a a little snippet of it. Aaron Rodgers has a very high opinion of himself. Because he had success on the football field, he believes himself to be an extraordinary being. He genuinely thinks that because God gave him the ability to throw a ball, he's smarter than everyone else. The idea that his brain is just average is unfathomable to him. We learned during COVID, somehow he knows more about science than scientists. A guy who went to community college, then got into Cal on a football scholarship and didn't graduate, someone who never spent a minute studying the human body is an expert in the field of immunology he just put on a he put on a magic helmet and that g made him a genius aaron got two a's on his report card they were both in the word aaron okay so good it's a great line and then this final thought if you are a member of a group that think it's okay to randomly call someone a child molester because you don't like what that person has to say, maybe you should rethink being a part of that group. Yeah. And congratulations to Aaron Rodgers, who has done the impossible. He made the New York Jets look even worse. <laughs> and he, uh, in this long monologue, he does say, look, I, I, everybody can have their opinion and share their opinion and say what they want. And, I mean, we get we hear this on a much lower level, of course, but we get this from people all the time about, well, what are you doing spouting off about this, that, or the other thing? You know, who are you to say? Well, it's it's our job to share an opinion. Right. We get, we get paid to do that. That we There's a check that arrives in my uh, inbox every two weeks. Very small one. Very small, 
but it pays me. And if you see my job description and Lucky's job description, it says discuss current events, share opinions. And people share opinions with us all the time. What we don't do, and this is what Kimmel went on to say, is you don't call people pedophiles or child molesters. Right. You can say, I think Trump is this or Trudeau is that or Pierre Polyev is a moron. Or, well, you, see, you can say whatever you want. What we've never done and never would do is say, well, yeah, Trump molests babies. You, right. you just, you don't say that. <laughs> he does take awkward pictures with his daughter, but we're not well. suggesting that he's done anything <laughs> wrong in all of that. So anyhow, um, Kimmel has also gone on to say that if Aaron Rodgers comes and apologizes and he'll shake his hand and move on from this, but he doesn't believe that'll happen. No. Well, and it's the generalizations, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what Aaron Rodgers and and those uh, like him, Jimmy Kimmel, knows it already, is that their, their word does have influence, mm-hmm. right? And their opinion does have influence. And in some ways, they're trying to drive that influence. So you got to be careful what message you're putting out there. Well, and look at it in the in the level of uh, of stature of celebrity in the U.S. You know, Jimmy Kimmel is Jimmy Kimmel, and he's got his followers. Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback in the NFL, so I think. You know, his sway is probably even with a bigger group of people. Or would you think Kimmel's a bigger star than Aaron Rodgers? Uh, well, I mean, I think the NFL drives sports viewership in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are a lot of people that follow the NFL. But there are a lot of players right. in the NFL. Late night television drives network television. It's the only thing these days that drives it. But there are only four or five players right. in it. Right. So overall, in terms of reach, Jimmy Kimmel has a much bigger reach yeah. than Aaron Rodgers would. But uh, outlandish statements tend to have their own track, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and you know, people get so caught up in, in anti-social media and social mm-hmm. media that they, they believe that, you know, the, what they're the likes that they get or the follows that they get are true, mm. uh, and that those people want to hear from them. It's not necessarily the case. The other thing too about Aaron Rodgers and this ridiculous comment is who he took aim at. Like you want to go on some talk show and say that Dr. Fauci is a pedophile, or you believe he hung out with Jimmy with uh, with Jeffrey Epstein on this island? Well, okay. It's still wrong to do, but Dr. Fauci doesn't have the kind of, you know, wit, humor, and staff writers to come back hard at you. And, uh, of course, Kimmel's going to always win that battle because Aaron Rodgers is not a funny guy or a well-thought-out guy. Well, and I listen, the the second that there there was talk about the Epstein list coming out, uh, there were lists being put out on social media and shared. Mm. And when you look at these lists, it's every prominent, you know, left wing or Democrat name, Hollywood name that's on there. Right. And, uh, and, and, you know, for, for people like Aaron Rodgers who claim to do his own research and, and, uh, and, you know, he has every right to, uh, decide what goes into his body as an athlete. Um, and, and decide whether or not he needs to take something or not. Um, he has every right to do that. But, you know, you really have to give your head a shake when you look at that list and you think, wow, that must be true. Yeah. Uh, and, and you share things that are on social media that, you know, you haven't really <laughs> have a, a clue as to whether or not it's true. Rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.